Amen. It is only he who should be exalted and not men. Several years ago, 1993 to be precise, the Lord told me something. I've mentioned it to you once or twice. If the hand of a man rises above the head, it withers. And this thing caused trouble. I had come from Nigeria, I went to preach somewhere, and he told me that one. I mentioned that in the church. When I got back to Nigeria, I preached that on that revelation. It was a Wednesday service. And then, whether it was hell that broke loose or heaven that broke open, I don't know. But there was confusion everywhere. Why? Because the wife of my immediate associate had misbehaved towards the husband. And so when I preached that one, she thought I had been informed by the woman's um, fellowship leader. Now you see, there's something about God's word. It profits fools. Who? Yes, the people who are foolish enough to believe what God is saying. They are the ones who gave from it. But the, the, those people who are doomed by the devil for destruction will always argue and analyze. So they miss out of instructions that may come their way. If God is the one that should be exalted, then no human being should try to be exalted because you don't have space. You don't do what? You don't have space at all. It's just like you being, uh, uh, don't be offended, your car. Mm. One portable car like that. Assuming I'm sitting in that car, and I want to stand up. What will happen? No room. But I can be in a train, a coach of a train, and then stand up. And maybe even lift up my hands. Because it was on a train like this that one woman was carrying her load. Who told her to sit down. It was a problem. Even when she sat... She was still carrying the load. I had to use force to bring the basket down from the head. I wasn't a Christian that time. But I just could not reason. I couldn't understand why the woman was behaving that way. But when I became a believer, I came to realize that even though we have been set free, we have refused to be free. The prison doors are open, and yet we are bound inside. No rope, no chain, nothing. But we are inside there. Why? Because we don't allow the word of God to have entrance into us freely. There's always competition between us and the word. The contention that Paul spoke about in Romans chapter 7. Heavy contention goes on in our midst. We can easily let go, but we will not. But the more you exalt the Lord, the smaller you become in your own eyes. But I'm going to be teaching something this morning in a very calm mood. Take my time to... There are things you know. I just want to remind you of some things. It's important to allow this old man to be offended because there are things I see you don't see. No matter how much anointing you carry. Why? Because the vision for this work was delivered to me, not to anybody. So there are things you will show to me that you will not see, no matter how much you pray. That's the truth. There are principles of our ministry that we should learn and understand and flow along with. It's very, very important. Very important. When I enter here, there are things I may see. You may have been here for about one week. You may not see those things. I told the pastor one time, when I sit at the back there, it's not for fun. 
I said that you have a view of how the atmosphere is like in this place. So I will, I will, I will, I will beg you to relax and let's go through some of these things that we have, we have known for long to remind ourselves of these things. And then we'll be able to allow the speed God wants to take us on. There is a dimension of speed God wants to carry us through. But you see, we've got to allow the right atmosphere to make this thing happen. I believe, God, that um, you allow yourself to be blessed this morning by what I'm going to be saying uh, with all great humility. The work is more important to me than anything else. Anything. When I say anything, I mean anything. This kingdom work is more important to me. That is why I'm here. By now, I should be somewhere else. So, don't get offended. It won't help you. Because I'm not going to offend you. If you get offended, you are the one offending yourself. Hallelujah. Please sit down. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Um, um, where is uh, perfect? I like the worship this morning. But... We'll talk later. Praise God. Let's get some days when we shall be hearing some powerful worship in heaven. And if I don't understand you, you show me or you teach me. So Pastor was watching one, uh, one program. The South Africans were singing in their language with their own beat. And I saw their majesty in their dance. And I saw the atmosphere was so charged. And I began to ask myself, why is it that in our own country here, the one we have, we don't like it. It must always come from outside. So we tried to learn how to sing South African songs and sing Nigerian songs, sing Yoruba that you don't even know anything about, sing Igbo, and crucify it. It's not bad to pick from other areas, you see, but we should also love the one that we have here. When you go to my, my friend's uh, church, they have some very powerful ever songs that they sing over there, LBBC. Very powerful. They have taught me and taught me and taught me. I think they are tired now, so they have, <laughs> they have retired. But when I'm alone, I remember some of the songs that they sing. It's, it's moving. Imagine somebody from the north, one of the northern tribes comes around here and then we are singing the song from his area. Oh, my God. Imagine what will happen to that person. Praise God. So gradually... We should be adjusting and be doing things like that. Amen. We are looking for church growth, but there is a factor, it is the unity factor that we want to simply address this morning. But it's not true. It is true. It is true. When it comes, we will know. Proverbs chapter 8. Hey, what is it? Okay, okay. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Amen. Chapter 8 of Proverbs and verse 10. Receive my instruction and not silver. And acknowledge rather the choice gold. Yes. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And find out knowledge and discretion. 
The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. Go ahead. Counsel is mine, sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Yeah. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Are you taking note of what we are reading? Now, he said, Wisdom cries. In the high streets, in the streets, is crying to people. Appealing to their intellect and conscience towards the right way to go in our lives. The Bible calls wisdom hair. That should let you understand the dimensions that the, 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 the word of God looks at wisdom. It's, it's, it's a person. Maybe one day we'll find time to look at that in some details. Now he said, receive my wisdom and not silver. He's not saying silver is not good, but receive wisdom. Re- wisdom at all times puts you on top. At all times. You may not like what the instruction is coming forth with, but that is what will open the doors for you. Sometimes when you study the word of God, you come across some statements and you know that you are being punched. I've told you my, my experience. I opened the Bible one day and said, there is no peace for the wicked. I closed the Bible. I opened it, it went to another place. There is no peace. It's in the Bible twice. And me, I don't know. So I asked the Lord, am I wicked? And he was quiet. There is no peace. I was very young in the faith. What kind of wickedness are you talking about here? Wisdom demands that you sit down and talk with wisdom for him to show you where you are. A colleague of mine, a friend, and a co-laborer in the vineyard of the Lord said there's a way you call somebody a fool and the person will thank you, appreciate you deeply for counseling him. And there's also a way you call somebody a fool and he will look for cutlass to remove your head. When wisdom speaks, it may not always be palatable, but it is intended to take you above the challenges of life and make you to shine. So he says, receive my instruction. So wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared with it. All the things that you may desire may not be compared or cannot be compared with wisdom. He says, I dwell with prudence. So I don't act by on impulse. I don't just do things. Prudence. What I want to do now, is it going to be profitable? What I want to say will yield fruits. So you weigh your actions and think through matters before you go into them. That's what wisdom is saying. So I, I live, I abide with prudence. This step is it going to produce? Hallelujah. Right. And then um, he says something again. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, to hate pride, arrogance, and the evil way. He said, these things and the forward mouth do I hate. Unfortunately, in our assembly here, 
I want to limit myself to our assembly. These things are raining. Forward mouth. People talk too much in this place. And they talk about things they don't even know about. For instance, when it comes to ministry, it's not everyone that knows anything about ministry. You may have been a Christian for so many years, but you won't understand the issues of about ministry. It is important for you to get instructed. Ask. Seek knowledge. Pride. The proud will never look at what anybody else is saying outside what he believes or what he desires. Arrogance. None of these things are a blessing from heaven. They are not gifts of the Holy Ghost. They are not. When you know that you need to be, have to be in church and so and so time, or there's a program, you need to be there. And you don't go, and you don't tell anybody about it. You don't clear anything with your next superior person. As far as I'm concerned, it is sheer arrogance. When you are giving an order, this is what you should be doing, and you do the different thing, it's arrogance. It's an act of rebellion. Now, atmosphere like this won't allow the flow of the unction of God to bring about what we are looking for. It's how good is it that brethren live together in, uni- in what? In unity. What is the product of it? He said, there what? The Lord commands the blessing. He said, it is like, it is, it is like the, the oil that is poured upon the head of who? Aaron. And it flows down his beard, down to his tunic, and all down to the... He said, it's, that is where God commands the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. In an atmosphere of unity, where we begin to see each other as a human being, just as ourselves. Arrogance, pride, evil. Forward mouth. That is a mouth that leaks. It does what? It leaks. It leaks. Everything that your eyes see, you must say something about it. Anybody that you see, you will say something about the person. Every time you are whispering to somebody, you are talking about somebody. Something you never understood. Something you never saw. You saw the back of the person as the person was going out. And you have concluded something about that fellow. You heard people talking about their person. And you don't know whether what they are saying is true or not. And you carry it. You are a tail bearer. People like that destroy church. You are the only good person. Everybody else is bad. And we want to live like that and grow. We can't grow like that. Hallelujah. He said, if we can apply ourselves to wisdom, then we will reign. Then we can decree justice. He said, by me, princes rule. And nobles, even all the judges of the earth. And he says something in verse 17. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. What atmosphere do we need to see growth? What atmosphere? It is here that I have seen something very prominent. Very prominent. That, that somebody came to church because of, of you. Something about you brought the person to church. Or you led somebody to Christ. And the person came to church. And that person becomes your property. A property that you want to drink milk from. And nobody has access to that person. Except through you. 
Someone like me, I don't have anybody here. So I have to beg every one of you to allow me to use your children. And I don't beg people to work with me. And I don't work with people who belong to human beings. All of us got to the kingdom through somebody. Okay, let me say most of us. Because there are some people who had encounters with Christ under some strange circumstances and then went to church. Like one person that I know very well. He was in his room. The Lord appeared to him and said, dress up. He was a Muslim. And go to the first Baptist church. He said, I don't know the place. He said, just go and sit in your car. And when he sat in the car, he came to sit with him. And he took him there. In the church, he sat with him. When the altar called, he said, get up. That fellow under persecution was, was, was organized by some believers in Nigeria and brought to Ghana to Accra here. He lived at Danfa. At that time, the, those um, 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 habitat for humanity, there, it was not developed an area, no light, nothing. That's where he and the wife and children lived. And to the state in the U.S. gave him amnesty, what do you call it? Um, asylum. And he went there. Or they went there. Nobody spoke to him. Jesus himself went there and got him. Besides that, almost all of us, somebody, I told you on Thursday, people consciously prayed for my salvation. Consciously. Consciously. And organized me into a full gospel meeting. And put me in front. So that there will be no obstacle between me and the word. As that's when the word came, I had not thought, I began to weep like a baby. To be saved. Would that man now, now make me his property? That man who spearheaded that thing, I brought him to church here, yeah, you know we know him. When his child was having a problem, he sent the child to me. That you are a conduit in the kingdom to bring somebody to church does not make you the owner of that thing. This ownership mentality is one thing destroying this church. So we have sacred cows here. That cannot be touched. And most of such people have no respect for anybody. No respect. So there are some of us who have granddaughters here, grandsons and granddaughters. Because the person you brought to church has gone to bring another person. So that one is your granddaughter or grandson. Well done, grandfathers and grandmothers. Are you helping the people? No. Are you grooming them? No. What you don't intend, they may assume that position and do things behind you that you never know about because of the atmosphere that you have created for them. I say this one to everybody. I, Isaiah, Yao, Fusikwachi, I hate people like that. And I don't work with people who are not God conscious, kingdom conscious, but are human conscious. I don't work with them. And I want you to take note of this thing. There should not be any equivocation concerning this matter. Let them free. Pray for them. Encourage them. When they are in need, they come to you. Bless them. But don't let them have an idea that if it is not you, no other person matters. That's not Christianity. It's not. Wisdom directs us differently. I was, I was in the office a few minutes ago. I was reflecting on this and then I remember something that Jesus said in John chapter 21 that we have talked about over and over again. As the Father has sent me, even so send I you. Now ask, how did he send him? And then I saw how he was sending the disciples. He will give them instructions, order, the way to behave, 
the way to behave. As you are going, behave this way. This is how you organize yourself. If you go to a place you are rejected, just, just leave them with the Lord and you come. Shake, shake the dust even of that place off your, your, your feet. And leave the judgment with the, with the Lord. He told them what to take and what not to take. It was so clear, so, so, so distinct. So we cannot live our own Christian life the way we will. It's not according to our desires. It must be according to the desires of the one who called us. The kingdom. We are not helping these people. We are not helping them. So, so a little child may look at an adult like me and treat me with condescension. Condescension. Okay, at the end of the day, what have you gained? So listen, if we want to grow in this church, we must be one. Let us stop, stop all these gang, this sectarian attitude. I belong to this one, I belong to that one. That's what Paul spoke about in 1 Corinthians 3. There are those who planted. There are the ones who water. It is God that caused the increase. So the one who planted and the one who is watering, all of them profit from it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because somebody you prayed for some years ago, you interceded for that person by name, but you didn't have opportunity to get the person saved. But you have done a great spiritual work on that person. So the person goes somewhere and hears the gospel and, and is born again. The one, the one that, that got him born again, so to speak, will think he's the one, he's the one that gave birth to a lie. That one has been born long before. You are only a midwife. I want us to be matured. If we want this church to grow, that is what we should think about. These are things we pray against. We should not encourage such things. Let the people you brought to church, tell them that you are here. You came because of me or for whatever reason, but you are here to serve in the kingdom. And your service to God is a primary thing not to me. I've told you I'm not the, the easiest person to work with. That you say, okay, because he's my father. Or because uh, uh, he brought me from somewhere. No, 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 you don't do that with me. You don't. You don't. Am I going to hate you? No. No. I'm appealing to all of you. All of you. Because I have made up my mind to tackle this matter to the end. I don't know who is mine and who is not mine. So I assume that everybody here likes me. That's my assumption. But if you don't like me, it doesn't matter. God will bring people who like me. <laughs> but you know, you cannot hate me. I've told you before. I'm a child of favor. No matter how much evil you think about me, when you meet me, you attend to me good. When you finish, you cannot do anything you want to say. You know, if when I'm going, insult me from behind. It doesn't matter. But you have done what I want you to do. If we want to please God, concern this assembly and make it work, then we must, of necessity, create an atmosphere of unity Stop all these ideas of when we close service, then you and certain people are meeting. They are your friends. Any person that came into the church, nobody greets that person. We've talked about this thing here before. They just came in, and so as soon as we close, nobody's greeting them, so they carry their bags and go, and you are praying for them to come the next time. Who wants to be disrespected? The friends you know, you talk with them on phone and everything. On Sunday too, won't you leave them a little and attend to other people? And when you are done, you now come to your friends. But no. As soon as we, 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 share, we share the sound, you locate your own. Then you sit down and talk 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 and talk. And talk. To what extent would that one help the church to grow? What extent? 
And this thing I'm sharing with you applies to any other congregation anywhere. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about my own. There's a young man in the Kumasi church who persistently, persistently has decided to be a thorn in the flesh of the congregation. And yesterday I got a report about him and I was taking a decision. I didn't even tell the, the resident pastor. I didn't tell him. I've taken a decision and I'm going to implement that decision without... He's, that boy is very close to me, but I close my eyes to deal with him at this time. The way he's behaving, he has a ministry. He should go and do his... We'll bless him, let him go and run his ministry and leave this work alone and let God be glorified. In the early years of Winners Chapel, the Living Faith Church, there were some rich people that came to join the church and they were trying to impose their ideas on the man of God. So, they went for a meeting one day and then Oga announced, all of you that think you are rich and that this church will have to depend on you, I want to advise you to take your money and walk out of this place and go and see if God will not do his work. And some of them, out of arrogance, they left. When later they wanted to come back, they had to come and join the queue. The church has gone very far. Very what? Far. God is only respecter of persons. These things have been going on for too long a time, and we must stop these things. We must do what? We must stop these things. Let us be available to everybody. For the sake of the kingdom, not for your personal interest. I have seen many things that I have not spoken about. I don't want to talk about those things. I don't want to. If we, we, we stand to pray and pray and pray and pray and then we talk to people about and when they come here, what they come to meet will not allow them to stay here. And they go away. Now are we doing a service to the kingdom or a disservice? What we know is wrong, that's what we do. What we know is wrong is what we do. Why? This work began on the foundation of family. And that is my approach in ministry. Make the congregation that local assembly, let it be a family. Even when it grows, it will still be a family. Every chair that I have the privilege to pastor is a family thing. And that's one part of my life people don't understand, so they abuse it. Because I'm open to everybody. They abuse it. Now I've decided to, not to be open to everybody. I want to inform you, I'm not going to be open to everybody. Anyone that crosses my path with the intent of pushing me down, a weight beyond his weight or her weight will push that person down. I think I need to know how to frown now. The laughter is too much. I hope nobody is offended here. Uh, if you get offended, it's not good. We are talking family matters now. Family matter. I went for a funeral. They said we were talking family matter on Monday. So I told, I, I said my own. Yes. It got to a point, my wife said she wanted to say something. I keep quiet though. You won't talk. So I had to find out. My wife wants to speak. Oh, let her, let, let her, let her. So she spoke her mind. They said what Madame says is very, very good. We'll apply it family meeting. Some of us will cut down and others will take and replant. That's how what happened in that family meeting that day. At the end of the day, the ones who thought they were doing things behind us got to know that people have seen them. That funeral, funeral, funeral. You corner people somewhere and collect money. What is meant to defray the debt is what you are collecting and putting in your pocket. 
don't you know that you are his death you are collecting and putting in your pocket and very soon your pocket will be full that's the truth listen baby and kabo mu any or dog a war and now unkunkun ya kwain ayen ya juma sen ya se this is home. They call the place home. Not when they are being chased at home. The supposed home. They come to this place and it's nobody cares. Whether the person has eaten or not, nobody cares. Because I don't want to talk about things that may infuriate people. That's why most of the time when we close, I go to the office. Because there are things I see that by my nature, I can't keep quiet. And when I'm angry, I may say something that may not be good. So to avoid that one, I go and stay there. Are we Christians? Some of the things that we do here smack of nothing but, but carnality, immaturity in Christianity. I am, I, am, I am very bad people because so much of the world is taught here. Over the years, what anybody should hear to make his life better, you have heard. You have. You have. One of my elders over there in Nigeria, he said, sir, I'm afraid. I said, what are you afraid of? He said, I'm afraid. He said, I fear so much. What is troubling you? He said, we have heard too much and we are not doing anything. Why don't you stop preaching? That's what he told me. Stop preaching. Stop teaching. Let us go back to the things that you have taught before and use them. So I told me like we are wasting the resources of God. I said, go and tell them. These are your people. Tell them. And look at the way Dr. Repo described that one. He said, we are grains bald. Grains what? We collect grains, we don't plant. That's how he described us in church. In fact, it was even pastor's meeting. Everybody was busy writing notes. We were writing, writing notes. He said, laughing on, on the altar. How has happened to this man? <laughs> he said, the officials of the grains board. Well done, no. For collecting the grains. And when you are done, you put them in a, a silo. And you go your way. Don't plant anything. So nothing is seen in your life. It was so short, but so pungent. It hit every heart. Of course, every right heart. Every what? Right heart. The foundation of this work purely word. It's in the light of what God told me in the 2nd of January 1992. So just as I took Abraham from darkness and brought him into light, that he may take light back to his people, so I took you from the mud to clean you up. So as you will go there and get them clean for me. What are you going to use to clean is the word of God. Nothing more than that. And that's what we are doing. Why do you receive the word with your garment? And not your heart. And when at the end of the day, you shake it off. And go back the same way you came. You are doing a disservice yourself. If you don't want anyone to talk about your issue, then don't commit the issue. I don't like people reprimanding me, so I'm very careful. I don't like it. When, when I offend, say it once and stop. When you say once, twice, you are disturbing me. I may react. And my grandmother told me that is nonsense. So stop, stop misbehaving. If you don't misbehave, we won't talk about you. So let's also stop. Let's stop. Some of us are very old in the faith. We have to set examples for those who are coming in new. So they will pick something from us. They must meet a culture here that will be a blessing to them. That is what I'm talking about. 
if we want growth, then the culture of unity, brotherliness, Anywhere I go and a particular person becomes the subject of discussion on every tongue, I want to get close to that person to know what he carries. Because to be popular is not easy. (laughs) I want to get close to that person. And I've met people like that. They don't have a problem. One of them happened to be a prof to your resident pastor. His sickness is just simple. If it is like this, he will say it. Is it human doesn't know how to how to embellish things? He will just say the way it is. And and my people didn't like that one. Just polish it a little. There's nothing like polishing. If something is rotten, doesn't matter the kind of garment you put around it, it is rotten. Jesus called, he said, he said, you, you, you are you are you are you are what? Whitewashed sepulchres. Tomb. Inside is dirty, outside. Akado. No Akado, this white paint. Paint it very nice. Like that. But in Nigeria in this, those days, the trotro drivers will tell you, don't mind the body. Mind the engine. When they put some vehicle down there for you to enter, you look at the body and say, no way. I was like, he said, oh, God, don't worry. Don't worry at all. Don't, don't look at the body. The engine there is new. And when they start moving the car, you know the engine is new. Everything breaks good. Everything good. But the body is not good. Why must they waste money on their body? Because they will still drive careless and just squeeze and chat. And chat. You see the mole in, in, in Lagos. It's as if somebody got angry and started battering the thing. We have some here in Accra here. They don't know where, where they should not go through. They'll go through, crash the body, crash that one, but the engine is sound. Let your engine be sound. Let your life be profitable to people. Stop, stop thinking about yourself. Overestimation of self, self personal aggrandizement. That which will make you good, feel good, and single you out. So that when you stand, they say, Ah, that is him. That is him. That is him. Of what impact is that one to the kingdom? The foundation of this church is not division. I have suffered division in various places. I have suffered it. I know the danger of it. God helped us. We were able to stand on to the end. I can't afford to see another division here. So my reaction will be so decisive and very pungent. Please note that one because I'll be doing it very soon. I'll be what? I'll be doing that very soon. The, the, whatever years that are left for me to stay on this earth, you will remember me for those years. Wickedness? No. Baby, I'll cheer you a better. Oko magazine, that's one more thing to the car. Omo, you're just having a phone say. You're the daddy and the brother, dim. Bye, 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 bye. Hey, it will break. It's not going to break. It will straighten. Bye, bye. Then they go, bye, bye, bye. If that's what we want, it will flow. Listen, friends, whether you are in, 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 in a special place here or whichever church you, you belong to, where you worship, you must be for Christ. It is this issue of division that makes some denominations think they are better than others. That a Christian walks into another denomination and cannot take communion from there. Because their Christ is different from your Christ. Every time there is there is some kind of segregation. Now, 
Okay, more and more TV, you know. Where is the impact? It is not God who has failed. It is not the Holy Ghost. It is our person, our attitude, our pride, our arrogance. This is what I'm fighting. And I'll fight it all to the end. At the end is nothing but V. Victory. It's nothing but victory. Look, friends, when we say Jesus is coming soon, it has become a balance. Oh, Whether you like it or not, he will come. And when he comes, you will show him the works of your life. Whether you like it or not. The issue is this. I don't pray for anybody's death. And I don't when when God is calling you home. So whether Christ comes or not, when you are called home, he has come. And you can't repent. You can't do anything. You can't say, oh, give me a little more time. There are some souls I couldn't bring to Christ. So let me, let me go and talk to these people. They are very precious people. In fact, if they get born again, they will help the church. You saw them before you died. Hello? Are we still friends? Yeah. We have to be. We have to be. We have to be. You know, I told my wife, and I've said it several times, I said she cannot divorce me. Because I don't divorce. You can't. Even if the devil puts it inside her, she cannot do that one. Because you, anywhere you go, I follow you. Anybody who tries to marry you, I kill that person. So you, it is, it's no, there's no need divorcing me. Uh, when I was a child, if you, you said you will fight me, then get ready. If you beat me today, tomorrow morning, I'm around. 5 a.m., I'll be by your house, the door. Waiting for you to come out. You bet two and two and also. Adia chia, you bet two and so. Copy me, see me didn't kuni. Me ban ne boys yam bottom. Now leave the house without telling anybody. I won't mention to anybody. I'll just get out early in the morning. I'll be out to continue this. This battle must be won. So I don't give up. <laughs> I don't do what. I don't give up. Oh, we're bad, bad boys. You talk to a girl, say, I want to say, I, I say, it's a lie. You, you will still see me. You will see me. You will see me. One lady said, if my father sees you, you will be to I say, your father. You will be shocked that your father become my friend. <laughs> the father was a retired army officer. The next evening, she saw me in the house. I said, I want to greet your father. The man heard it, came out. I was very small. He said, what do you want? I said, I came to take your daughter for, to a, for a film show. And uh, she's trying to tell me that you will beat me. <laughs> so I've been expecting the beating. <laughs> what is your name? I'm mentioning my name. How old are you? I'm mentioning. <laughs> Where do you live? South Central. Who is your father? My father is a teacher. Okay. The man brought his hand. He said, shake my hand. Sit down. He brought whiskey. Give me one glass. He said, I said, I don't drink this one. He said, you are not yet a man. I said, I don't drink it. It's okay. So, if I allow you to take my daughter for a film show, when are you coming back? As soon as they close, I will bring her here. Are you mobile? No. <laughs> I became the man's friend. In life, you don't give up. So on this battle, I'm not going to give up. I'm not. Your pastor will know. My wife will know. In one of the churches that I pastored, I went to the office of my members where they work. You will be in your office. You will see me coming. I will pass your office and go to the, the head of that place to ask about you, your behavior and attitude in that place. 
And it has not changed. People try to change me. I have refused to change now. Like my, my wife won't allow me, allow me to cook. Now I've made up my mind I will cook without permission. So I will go to people without telling anybody. You you just see me, I'm there. I'm alive. I'm alive. What am I looking for? An atmosphere that will allow God to move and do what he wants to do in our lives. This congregation can't remain like this. We have to spread out. For the information of all the pastors, by the grace of God, next generation, every pastor is going inside the church. We will sit down together and work on that one and then see how we can go about it. I'm also going to. All of us are going. Nobody will stay here. All of us are going to start church. We'll carry people along with us. We have to go. We have to move out. We can't sit down and say they should go. We'll go. So I'm, I'm treating my body against that one. And I will go bodily. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I, I'm in for a revolution. And in a revolution, when you stand in the way, you are crushed. So let everybody organize himself and think, think straight. Think what? Straight. Think straight. And we are implementing the language issue in January. Whether you, if there are four or five of them, let them be somewhere. Run through all the churches that you know and check how many of them are using just English language. If where you are, you need to reach some people, create room for them. And torture. By a pejagan near the two, which was always yes, 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 yes. That is the issue. Ghanaians will have a challenge. Look at the way we are behaving now. Your name is Kwachi. Was it Q? Q U A R C H I E. He asked you why. So that the 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 foreigners will be able to pronounce. Hey! Are you sure that any Frenchman will now change the spelling of his name so that you will be able to pronounce it? Nobody. Chinese. His name is Chi Chua Hu. And then he said, because of you. They don't bow, but we are always bowing and negotiating. No more. Hello? No more. Let us take the right steps and open up for as many as who want to be part of us here. They want to be with us here, but they cannot come. Your grammar is too much. Self-aggrandizement is able to make the person hungry. Nearly hearing what what was your doing? You see your den. Dictionary. It's a spiritual jingoism. <laughs> spiritual acrobatics. Only himself, Obufu and a Bofunaka, see no bar. I can say, no. Near end time, my often, lending your labor. the dickens you mean. I'm in Tibida. Dickens you mean. But I made that expression one of the Shakespearean works. The dickens you mean. 
Because a no Extra force, extra influence. Now, first one, okay, one, yes, 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 In Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, we have sufficient evidence talking about what the atmosphere was in the early church. The Bible talks about unity, love, operating, and the atmosphere was said that the Holy Ghost began to add, and the Lord added to the church. The Lord did what? He added to the church. Now, the first Corinthians 3 says there's one that plants, the one that waters, and it's God that brings the increase. But there must be an atmosphere for God to bring the increase. Atmosphere. In 1994, when I came back to Ghana, uh, my, first, uh, my first return, I worked with a man of God that I respected so much. But I don't say this one for any self-gratification. When we teamed up, he was my senior in ministry. But I was on some fire that time. The church began to grow. And one day he told me, he said, he said, yeah, we are going to buy a particular Mercedes Benz that he saw. He told me, I said, I don't the same car. I told him, I don't The important thing is let it move. That's how the work was going on until the wife of that man came up with a thesis. That if the husband was not careful, I was going to take the church away from him. Went for a program at Obuasi. And they himself and the pastor who was in Obuasi had agreed that I should, I should be the main, the main speaker. And the Lord honored himself in the meeting. Now, when watching the video that time, I saw my pastor sitting down like this. I was moving like star with speed. And the kind of things that came out of me, personally, I was wondering, I was wondering what, what happened. And so the attitude of my pastor changed. And they began to, the woman in particular began to put pressure on my wife. You see, there's something about me, and I think it's about any sane man, any what? Any man whose, whose head is correct. When they touch your wife, even if you are the weakest person in life, you will get strength to fight back. They knew that if they touch her now, I will react. So the pressure went on like that, and I told him, I said, I'm leaving. I'm what? I'm leaving. When I said I was leaving, the same woman gathered people, and they were going from house to house, all the members, and she wanted to tarnish my image. Thank God that there was nothing to talk about. I left. What happened to that church is not a testimony to talk about. But the two of us working together with understanding God used us to raise that place. The atmosphere was different. Patience. Pay what? Patience. It's a major ingredient you cannot ignore. If that woman had been patient enough to watch the way we were going, later on when the man passed on, she said openly, I've not been a good wife. I wasn't a good wife to this man. Why? She didn't have any interest in ministry. The same thing with some men who don't have interest in ministry. When their wives are, are busy getting closer in the, doing things in the kingdom, they begin to throw cocks here and there to stop them. 
It's when the wife is about to go to church. That's when he finds his voice. And you need Last week, three times. Three times. Alain. Two to me, two to me, yeah, and crack crack. I could call me, sir, or so You know, get money for that, Coco. But just to stop the woman from going. When I meet women like that, I advise them to misbehave. To do what? Misbehave. Just misbehave. Don't go and go. Don't go to any man. But misbehave in the house. Withdraw your services. Let's see how this man is going to make it. When it happens, they will look for pastor. And when you come to me like that, I'll give it to you. Special dose. The dosage you will love it. Friends, but put business here back up. It's full. Be patient. Be what? Patient. Let's go ahead and work. I have a personal philosophy in ministry. Anyone that is working with you must have a stake in the ministry. I'm not, I'm not the ownership mentality kind of person. I will never be. I'd rather live with the little clothes that I have than to amass wealth from the church. I'm not saying this to make you feel good about me. That's who I am. That is who I am. I told the pastors, if I were younger than I am now, I would have gone to look for a job to do. So I won't put a burden on the church. If I were younger. By our time, they told us it has to be full time. Otherwise, you have not responded to the call. I got to know later, it wasn't like that. It's just a person who has, been, who has been given the vision that may have to be on full time. May have to be on full time. And others will have to do part time. And the work is on. When it becomes so serious, and the money is there to give them proper accommodation and make them good, then let them be. You are not in a ministry where your energy is going to be sapped. And when you get to 55 years, they say retire and go home. They have rendered you useless. You what? By text, patience. Patience and submission to authority. Patience and submission to authority. Wait, it will be your turn. Wait. Wait. Patient. Patience. Today we are not too many as we may want to see, but a time is coming that you have to run to look for seats. Or you buy your seat when you are coming. Patience. Patience. You may be the only person doing um, ushering work now. Patience. Patience. Because they are coming. They will come and even take over from you and retire you. Patience. This ingredient is missing in many places. What are we talking about healing for? If we are sick. Our sickness is attitude. Deliberate, deliberate, attitudinal ills. We have to cure those ones first. And I saw that Jesus used many methods. So if we talk and no work, we go put hand for head. If we put hand for head and you are still standing, we will turn you and put feet, one foot around your, your back like this, and then you fall. Say, anointing has carried you. You are falling under the anointing. That you are a demon. So we, 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 we will go ahead and push. When it doesn't work, we will sit on your stomach. By all means, something must work. Friends, I'd like to welcome you to a new age. A new age in this assembly. Where God's way will only be the way. And no man's way. No man's way.
What I look for from you is a right heart. A right heart. And let's do it. God is only respecter of persons. Those that you see counting thousands, they began with how many digits? Single digits? Single? From five? Three? This work started with um, uh, a family. Five people. All the offerings came from one place. Then people started coming in gradually. 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 And now you are here too. You are here at this time because you have a part to play in the destiny of this place. And you cannot fail God. May the Lord remember you for good. May you come to a point where God will pat you at the back and say you are a faithful son. Not that he is calling you home, but he is lifting you to another level. May your blessings never cease. May you enjoy open heavens in everything that you do in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you become so useful to the kingdom, then God goes to the point of pruning sickness and disease from your life. There's a life you live and you don't pray against sickness because you are so precious to God in your contribution to the kingdom that he won't allow it to happen at all. May you get to that point. In the name of Jesus Christ. Walk in the favor of God and enjoy his blessings.